0: You know, uh, one thing we have to do in life is uh, after we get grown, we have to find a place to live and settle down. You know, sometimes you get out first move out. you You get a I don't know about a lot of people, but me like when I left the house, I went off to college, so I had to get a dorm room. But I yeah. But where I went, you could go look, we got to walk through the dorm and look and pick out a room and, and so forth, you know. And sometimes you have to look for a house or something, you know, sometimes you have to have somebody to uh, help you to find the right place. And so tonight I'm gonna talk about something called where do I fit finding your place? Now that's true in the natural but it's also true in the spiritual world. In Mark 10:35, Mark 10:35 New King James Then James and John the sons of Zebedee they also all James and John were also called the sons of thunder. So evidently they were a <laughs> a, a pretty good group. <laughs> Just think about it. Peter, James, and John. So you had you got James and John called Sons of Thunder, and you got Peter that he he, he didn't pay no attention to nothing. He ran over people, run right in. Remember at the grave he ran right in it, didn't <laughs> worry about it. He was rambunctious type. Okay, I guess I better go on (laughs) They came to him and said Teacher, we want you Want you to do for us Whatever we ask And he said to them What do you want me to do? They said to him Grant us that we may set One on your right hand And the other on your left In your glory But Jesus said to them You do not know what you ask Are you able to drink the cup That I will drink? And be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized. They said, we're able. So Jesus said to them, you will indeed drink the cup that I drank. And with the baptism I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit on my right and on my left is not mine to give, but it's for those for whom it was prepared. Now, there's some truths I want to glean from this. Uh, James and John here, they had they had a desire. They wanted to set one on each side of Jesus, and uh, Jesus seemed to indicate to them that they didn't know what they was talking about. And uh, he he also indicated that there, but <clears throat> that's for where my, whom it's prepared for of indicating that God has a place for everybody in the kingdom. While we're here and when we get up there, I guess. But this, uh, I, I want to bring this to our attention tonight because people are always focusing on what they think they want to do. Are they see somebody else doing something and they decide, well, hey, that's what I'd like to do. But the thing that you need to think about, are they qualified for that? If they got put in that position, could they accomplish? You know, the best thing you can do is just go to work for God and let him direct you in a place in the church where you can accomplish something. You know, you are a part of the body of Christ. That's the overall body. But you are a part of this local body and everybody needs to discover the place where they can be effective for the kingdom of God. And we go to Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12, and most of you know where I'm going with this. you probably read it a hundred times. First Corinthians 12, 12. For as the body is one and has many parts, but all members of that one body, being being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether Jew or Greek, whether slave or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact the body is not one member but many. If the foot should say, Because I'm not a hand, I'm not I'm not of the body is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If, if the whole were hearing, where would the smelling be? But now God has set members, each one in the body, just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But indeed, there are many members, yet one body. Now here, Paul is comparing us, the body of Christ, to the human body, which has various parts. But every part of our anatomy is necessary and important. Many, parts of the body you don't think a whole lot about sometimes, but I'm going to tell you what. You get up, go to the kitchen to get a drink in the middle of the night and somebody has moved a chair. Huh? <laughs> she warned me, but I guess I forgot. And you bang your little toe into that chair and break your little toe you find out how important that toe is. Right? And yet in the body, our human body, there are are many things that are seen, but do you understand the most important parts of our body are unseen. Our heart, our brain, Our respiratory system, all of our other systems that are unseen, actually, they're more important than the seen. But it seems that in the church, everybody thinks that unless they're on the platform, they are not doing anything. And yet, Some of the people that you don't ever see are as important and maybe more important than the people you see. Hello. Come on now. We don't think about these things, but we need to think about it and find a place that's good for us and right for us. When you find your place in the church, You'll be more successful in your own life and in helping the life of the church. Now, I've come up with these these three different approaches that people take to finding their place in a church. Now, they're they're the dream about it bunch. And they sit around dreaming of being in a position and pray for God to move sovereignly to get them there. They themselves never do anything to qualify for it and they never rise into the place that where they could accomplish something for the kingdom of God for the church. Then there are the drift from place to place. These are the people who go from church to church looking for their opportunity. They never really allow God to plant them anywhere where they could be any, any use to the body of Christ or to a church. You know, as pastor... There's a shepherd. The shepherd is in charge of the sheep and he protects the sheep. Well, in years gone by, many, 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 many years when we first were going down in the, in the, down there in the whatever we call it, RMA, I guess you call it. Uh, So that would have been all the way back in 85, 86. You know, I had some people come in and they wanted to get involved. And I observed them a little bit and I realized they wanted to get involved so they could get in a leadership position and uh, try to take over. I learned this from being an associate pastor of my father-in-law. There was a man that was known to get it work his way into a church and then get in a leadership position. And he was known to have split, I know, of three different churches. And uh So he came to Southside, and I was their associate. And my father-in-law, he knew him, and he told me, he said, you watch. He said, now I'm gonna tell him he's welcome to come as long as he doesn't try to start to cause some problems. And he told him that, and he was all right for a while. But one of the people came to me and told me, said, "Hey, he's he's talking this, that, and the other." And so I went to went to my fellow, the pastor, and I went to him. I said, "Listen, he's 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 doing that again." I told him what was being said. The next Sunday morning, I was there. He walked him to the front door of the church, and he said. I told you, you were welcome here to worship with us as long as you did not try to cause a problem, but you're doing that now. So when you go out this door, don't ever come back. He went right over to a church that was just starting and doing really, really good, young pastor. My father-in-law along with a couple, three of these other pastors that knew him, told him, said, "Hey." don't let him in. Don't let him in a leadership, but it, he let him in anyway. He had some qualities and it wasn't long before that till they ousted him, ousted the pastor because of this man telling him how, how he wasn't, he, he wasn't qualified so forth and so on. See, these are these people that run around looking for an opportunity. Hello. See, you got, people need to find their place with their talents and get involved. Now y'all are all quiet on me because I'm, I'm walking heavy tonight. But I ain't going to take it back. And then there are those that are constantly trying to find a position they try this one. They do this one. They go this one. And it doesn't work, so they, oh, well, maybe this is not the right church. They go to another church, and they get in this position. They get in that position. Maybe then, and then, and they, they never do anything. See, you, before you can be an accomplished, to do, be, a, be in a place to do something and accomplish something, you have got to know yourself. Come on now and understand what you can do and what you can't do. Hello. There are some people that they just don't have the qualities that they need to do certain jobs. This this is in the natural world too. But if you wanna aspire to that, you better do something to put yourself in a position to have the knowledge and the understanding to be able to accomplish whatever it is you want to accomplish. I have noticed that most of the time God uses people in a position where their natural ability and talents will fit. Hello. I'll talk about me because you don't want to talk me to talk about you, so I'll talk about you, me. Going all the way back to when I first started school, I was always a leader. I don't know why, but I just always was. And when I played ball on teams, I was always the, come on, I was the rah-rah guy, the, you know, come on, let's get this done. And I never was afraid of a crowd. I could talk in front of, when I was in the first grade, we didn't have kindergarten when I started school, we started in the first grade and I would get up and talk in front of the class. Have no problem with it, and they, my teachers used to say. And then I was in. They asked me to be in the in a PTA play because they said you're not afraid to talk. And then and I had, but and I had a good memory. But you see, those qualities are what I needed to do. Were what I'm doing today. In fact. I didn't wanna do what I'm doing today. (laughs) I didn't aspire to be, I didn't even wanna be in the ministry. I grew up in it, I didn't want it. But God wanted it. See, we've got to get to the point to realize that we have abilities And like in there, in 1 Corinthians 12, 20 there, it says, but God now has set the members, each one in the body, just as he pleased. Some people think they know what they want to do and who they are and what they can do. But you know what? God sees things different than people see them. They saw David as a shepherd boy, but God saw him as the king. They saw Peter as a rambunctious fisherman, but Jesus saw him as the leader of the church. They saw Paul as the persecutor of the Christians, but God saw him as a missionary and a writer. There's a fella by the name of Tony Cook that has a, a book, Your Place on God's Dream Team. If you have anybody read that book? If you hadn't read it, you need to get in and read it. It's a good book, it'll help you find a place to do something for God. In that on page 16, he says, Jesus looked beyond the clumsiness and impulsiveness of Peter and saw an empowered preacher. Jesus saw more than a rambunctious and turbulent John. He saw an apostle of love. Jesus acknowledged the checkered past of the woman at the well, but he also saw a transformed testifier. And Jesus looked beyond the rage of Saul of Tarsus and saw Paul, the church builder and epistle writer. You may think a certain way about yourself, but God may see you a whole lot different. Back when I was a teenager going to school, I did not see myself as a preacher. Didn't want to be a preacher. My first choice to be was to be a race car driver. And I still like to go watch, especially dirt track racing. The second thing I wanted, I thought I might want to be, would be a meteorologist or maybe a geologist because they they discover oil and make lots of money. (laughs) I had no interest in ministry. But God saw something different. God sees something different in each of you. And if you'll just follow him, he'll put you where he wants you to fit in and where you can belong. You know, in Judges, Judges 6, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor." Gideon said to him, "'Oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, "'why then has all this happened to us? "'And where are all the miracles "'which our fathers told us about? "'Did the Lord bring us up from Egypt? "'Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? "'But now the Lord has forsaken us "'and delivered us into the hands of Midian. "'Then the Lord turned to him and said, "'Go in this might of yours.'" and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So he said to them, Oh my Lord, can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Gideon saw himself one way, but God saw him another way. I mean, when the, when the angel of the Lord came to talk to him, he was hiding, threshing out some grain so they'd have some, could make some, some wheat cakes. But you see, God does not see you for who you see you are and he does, and he does not see you as other people see you. He sees you differently. He sees what you have on the inside. In 1 Samuel sixteen seven, But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. If you will go and study... The people, the apostles, the writers of the Bible, and study their lives, none of them actually qualified to be what they were. But see, God saw them differently. David's family. Saw him differently. In fact, when he went down there and killed the giant, his brothers ridiculed him. What does this shepherd boy think he's gonna do anyway? Go out there against that giant. But you see, God was looking for somebody that was fill a place and he saw David. God may be looking for somebody that will fill a spot We've got a lot of them available. Some of you are qualified. You need to get involved. God does not see you based on your appearance, your family, your hometown, your economics, your status, position, your education. He sees you from what He sees the potential in you to become. you know many people in certain areas of of life in the natural they will say they have real potential you ever heard that but many people never develop that potential because they are looking at what they can do and not at what they can't become. And so they never accomplish. We need to let, the way they accomplish the potential is to allow someone that knows how to train them and pull that potential out of them to become what they can become. That's where God comes in. Amen. With you, with me, with everyone. He sees us differently than we see ourselves. If we will follow his leading and follow him, he will put us where our potential has for us, you know, there's some people on sporting teams and I've been there. And this one guy, he wanted to be the quarterback. I told him, I said, you don't have the ability. I never wanted to be a quarterback. I didn't, I, I I, I could run fast and I said, I, want, I, I, I think I can carry the ball or catch it and run with it. But man, he, he kept trying out for quarterback and he never made it. He made the team, but he didn't, he, he didn't play much because he said, oh, coach said, hey, how, how about playing this? Oh, no, man, coach. no, coach, I'm going to be a quarterback. I'm a quarterback. Well, he never was a quarterback. He saw himself as a quarterback. The coach told him, You would be a great defensive back, but he wouldn't go play there. So he sat on a bench. And he only went in if he had to. And that was very seldom. <laughs> there was a young man, that went, I, he was a year ahead of me in school, in Garland High School, and he came to. Oklahoma University was quarterback, but then he, he went to the Baltimore Colts and became an all pro defensive back because when he got there, he didn't have the qualities to be a professional quarterback, but the coach told him his name was Bobby Boyd. And I'll tell you what his name is. The coach told him, said, hey, you make a great defensive back. He said, okay. And he did. That coach saw something in him that was different from what anybody else saw. God will see stuff in you. The Holy Spirit will speak to you and guide you and help you to get on the right path so that you can find your place and be in your place. Anybody get anything out of this? Now, you can take what I'm talking about and put it in the natural and also find a place. Do you know there are many people that live their life and never get into the place that they should get into? Come on now. You know... It says here in Ephesians 4:16, "For whom the whole body, joined and knit together by every joint and supplies according to the effectiveness and workingness by which every part does its share, causes the growth of the body for the edifying of, of itself in love." Now, new, that's King James, New King James New Living says he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As such. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Do you know that the people working in the nursery and with the children and down and the Mac with the youth, they, they are helping the whole body to be healthy and grow because they're in their place doing what they're doing. We are in our place doing what we're doing. Therefore, the church becomes effective. The church cannot be effective until each member begins to look for their place, take their place, and begin to operate in their place. Then the body of the church will operate effectively. You know, somebody asked, you know, I use this for illustration. Denise Denise was about four or five years old and she was running down the hall to going to, she was going to her papa's office. And somebody said to her, little girl, little girl, you can't run down the hall. And she whirled around She got too much of her daddy in in her, but she whirled around and said, do you know who I am? And turned on, took off running right down the hall again. Because she understood who she was and what her place was and that she had a right to run right in that office and go in and see her pawpaw. Hello. She had, and we have a right to follow God and go down the hall and go to our place and do what God has asked us to do. You know, the process of evaluating your strengths, your talents, your giftings is necessary in finding your place. Now we have one man... He has been an usher in this church since it started in 1985. Anybody know who it is? Who? (laughs) Yeah. Appreciate you. He told me one day, he said, this is what I can do and this is where I fit and this is where I will stay and this is what I will do until I can't do it anymore and he's still doing it. That's a long time. So I said, well, that's a long time to be a usher." Well, and then somebody, some people have quit working in the children and they're very excellent at it. Well, I'm getting older, I'll just so sit on a pew. No, you don't need to sit on a pew. Everybody needs to get up and everybody needs to be involved in some part of the church doing something. Hello. And we've got all kinds of positions that, and places that people could serve and use their talents for God. These musicians use their talents for God. Now, you don't want me up here singing. Now, Tad can sing. You don't want Tony up here singing either. Tony Cook or Tony McKinnon, either one. I just now saw Tony over there. I read from his book. I put a plug in for you, Tony. We probably have that book out there in the bookstore. If you hadn't read it, it's, it's a it's a good book. I would suggest that you get it and read it. It might help some of you. You see, their keys to getting in the right position both and I'm going to talk about spiritually listening to the guidance of the holy spirit Amen. secondly identifying your natural talents and gifts and strengths and then relationally getting involved with people that Recognize your strengths, your gifts, and your talents, and they can put you to work in that area. Now, you need to take, you need to take the, the, the two, natural and relational, and you use that in your own natural workplace that will help you. You know, I don't know whether I've helped anybody tonight or not, but I talked about something that's been on my heart because I see that we have so so many places that we need people helping us so we can accomplish the vision for Rhema Bible Church here in Broken Era. We need people in all areas. They've been—I mean, oh, how many times they've been talking about people that got music ability. Don't sit out there on a the bench with your, with your musical ability. Get involved. There are some people here that you would make great leaders in the children's area. Some of them even have the education for it. And we need you in your spot, we need ushers. We need parking lot people. We need everybody to find their place, fit into that place, and we can fit together and accomplish what God has asked us to do. I don't know whether you got anything out of this or not tonight, but the shepherd is trying to lead the sheep. Heavenly Father, help us tonight to understand the process of what we were talking about. Holy Spirit, speak to each heart. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name. If the Lord's speaking to your heart, there's volunteer forms right out there in that North Lobby. Get one of them and fill it out and get involved. Hello? Hello? <laughs> if you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior or you know what it is to serve God but you have just sort of detoured and got off base and you need to come and rededicate your life to God or you'd like to be filled with the Holy Spirit according to what the book of of Acts says chapter 2 verse 4 they were all filled with the Holy Spirit began to speak with tongues the Spirit gave them utterance our prayer partners are right down here If you'll come down here, they'll pray with you and you won't leave here like you came. If you need prayer for any reason whatsoever, if you'll come here, they'll pray with you and everything will be different. Everybody stand, please. Thank you for being here tonight. I know you you weren't very, you haven't been, you were awful quiet, but I told you what I had on my heart. And I believe that it's going to help us as a church to be able to accomplish more than we've been able to accomplish because we don't have enough help in areas. The Word of God talks about a ministry called the ministry of helps. That's what this is. And Paul puts it, in importance right there with the pastor, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the teacher. He puts it right in the middle when he's saying that. He puts it in the ministry of helps right in the middle. So that tells me that when God put the, puts his church body together, that he has a position for everybody. So I encourage you, get in that position and let's accomplish what God wants us to accomplish as Raymond Bible Church. Connection team, go find those first time guests and take them to the, get that special gift that we have for them. If you're looking for a church home, why don't we say church? Welcome home. Come and join us. We have a great time around here serving God together. God bless you. We'll see you Sunday morning right here. If you need prayer for any reason, come to the front right now. Salvation, rededication, Holy Spirit. Need somebody to pray for you for healing. You need somebody to pray for you for any reason whatsoever. Come to the front now.